And welcome to it, everybody. This is Wired In. I'm your host, Blake Johnson, alongside Spencer Coles. And once again, we are here to talk about all the really important things happening in our world today. And today is going to be a bit of a different episode. I'm not too sure yet if we'll do another episode this year. We might. But in case we don't, I really wanted to just kind of wrap up uh, 2021 with some of our biggest stories that happened this year and some of the stories that we think were the most important that happened this year and obviously we're going to talk about our favorite movies and shows and video games of this year so uh yeah we we got a lot planned and we're going to try to make it we're probably going to get a little depressing with some of the news stories that we'll talk about but we (laughs) but we definitely want to keep it fun yeah i mean it's like I said before, you just at this point you just expect it for our show. We're gonna get there. We're gonna go there. So, but well, and it is it is it is weird to be saying like, oh, we're gonna be wrapping up twenty twenty one. I'm like, this year it feels like this year has dragged and rushed all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how last year felt too, and this year's just more of the same. You know, I, I love how people are like, oh, I just can't wait to get through this year because next year, I just want next year already. Well, the past few years, the next year has not been that great. So, <laughs> like, I think you could argue this year was worse than last year, and last year was it's pretty like, bad. Well, society, society is on a downward trajectory, so, you know, there's not really... <laughs> really, it's just, what new level of calamity are we going to experience next year? It's kind of what... Yeah, there you go. You know, so, Yeah. I, you know, I I had thought about covering a couple different stories today before we get into all that, but I was like, no, if I do that, we're going to be here for like two hours because there, I mean, just in the past week, there were a couple of massive things that happened um, that uh, it's just, it, it's it's nuts. The the level of depravity we're seeing in our government and just in, just in pop culture is, it's, it's both not surprising and just another layer of we're so screwed. <laughs> so, uh, man, well, I feel like every time I blink, I miss something like crazy big, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I know, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's hard to keep up with all of it. I mean, I remember, I think I've told this story before, when I first started doing podcasting and, and talk radio back in like 2014. There were days where it was hard for me to figure out what to talk about because there just wasn't much going on. Yeah, I know, right? Like, now. A year's worth of stories will happen in a week. It seems like so it it you, you we run out of stuff to t- uh, or we run out of time to talk about the stuff we want to talk about. So uh, it's pretty crazy. But before we get into all that, um, I know it's been a few weeks. So Spencer, how how's everything going in your world? As you make it through the <laughs> you make it through the storms that we we had uh, this. Oh my <laughs> this god, week. it was terrible, man. Yeah, I uh, like I, I came back to my place last night and uh the wind dude the winds were ridiculous it like uh it, it like the wind ended up knocking down well granted i think that the power line was uh the, the the pole for the power line was was rotted anyway but uh yeah the it the power line ended up getting basically knocked over and uh yeah it took them like it took them like four four or five hours to get the power back on so that was yeah. fun yeah, um, similar thing happened to uh, to me too in Springfield. Um, the place I the place I work full time, we're on our own power grid, if you will. So, I guess there was a major. 
it wasn't just any old power line. It was like a major power line, a major power source um, near where I worked. And we work on like one of the busiest um, streets or busiest um, roads in Springfield. A lot of businesses, a lot of a lot of homes, and the the power went out there. And so there were like several blocks where there was no power whatsoever. Um, and there were roads blocked and there were trees fallen, at least one tree that I'm aware of. Um, there may have been more. I didn't go check just cause there were, you know, roads blocked. I didn't want to get into all that mess. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really strange. And, um, you know, I guess you'd mentioned off air and I, I just seen this before we, before we came on that Kentucky really got hit. I, I, I guess with, it was like what, 50 people that died. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People saying it was like one of the toughest years they've ever had as far as like storms go. It was just, and I had no idea that this level of storms was going to pass through the Midwest, but at the same time, it's not really a surprise because you it know, is the Midwest. It, it's the it's the Midwest, you know, and it yeah. can be early to mid December. And I mean, it was like seventy three degrees outside when I when I went into work yesterday yeah. afternoon. It which that that alone should be like okay, I need to be careful and watch for stuff because that <laughs> that is not normal. So, uh, and yeah, it was just the past few weeks. It'll be like really warm and then it'll drop to like the forties, fifties, even thirties. And then it'll go back up to the 70s. So that that's a recipe for disaster in our area. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the the moral of Christmas is that uh, it's never too late to have a tornado. That's that's there very true. See? Yeah, yeah. That's the most disastrous <laughs> time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's just jump into what we got to talk about because I feel like it's just gonna we're we're gonna have a lot to say about. 2021 and maybe we'll get into some predictions for 2022 and the things that we're both excited about and things that we think are probably going to happen that are not great for uh, society um but yeah i I was going through some of the just the big stories and i know i missed several things that happened but um obviously the the big story that that happened within the first week of the year was the January 6th riot on the U S Capitol. Um, and I think no matter where you are politically, that was a big deal. Um, that's not a thing that typically happens. Um, you know, every year it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, bringing the new year by storming the Capitol. That's not usually a, tr- a tradition that we do. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a big thing. Um, Donald Trump being banned from social media, that, that happened shortly after that. Did that happen this year? It did, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah, because they, they did it directly afterwards, yeah. Yeah, in response to the the January 6th thing. So at first it was like, oh, we're going to do a ban on him for like a couple weeks or so, and then it was like indefinite, and he's still not back up. Um, so that, that happened. Um, Gina Carano getting fired from The Mandalorian, that happened earlier this year. Um, yeah, I, w- I, I, I had, I had, uh, I had that on my list, which is weird. You wouldn't think that that would be like super newsworthy, but it was just so blatantly apparent. The mm-hmm. reason they, the sole reason they fired her is just because they, they didn't like that she was even like mildly conservative. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that so she was apparent. 
yeah, she was going up against the system, going up against vaccine mandates, and then she also had the audacity to um, draw any sort of comparison to Nazi Germany, which the left does all the time, um, especially when I mean, Donald Trump's a president. <laughs> that is basically like Twitter in a nutshell. It's just random fucking crazy people. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like making analogies to, to Nazi Germany. That's all you all really need being, to say about while, Twitter. All while all while being Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a dumpster fire to say the least. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happened. Um, the Afghanistan pullout, I think, is one of the biggest stories. Um, yeah, definitely. Which just a, a lot of the really big stories happened within like the last few months. I would say. Um, cause that, that happened in October. Um, that was a disastrous thing. Um, then you had some, I guess, m- more minor stories, but noteworthy for our show. You had the, uh, Justice League's Ray Fisher going up against Joss Whedon, talking about the racism that was happening on set and the harassment, um, of that movie. That was kind of noteworthy. I'm pretty sure we talked about that, but that was, uh... Yeah, I, I want to say we, uh, we, we talked about that on, uh... I think it was when we were talking. We were doing the, the. I think we. I think we did like a review of the, uh, the the Snyder cut or something. Yeah, yeah, the Snyder cut. So we talked about that. Um, one of the one of the first stories we talked about this year was the GameStop stock soaring. Remember that from the Reddit users that basically <laughs> made the stock soar because the a group of hedge fund people were betting against game stocks are so like you know what let's stick it to these people and let's make them lose billions of dollars and so they did <laughs> well and 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 the, and the funny thing too is is that you know all these on these um uh like third party uh like websites and like apps and stuff like robin hood mm. uh basically just blatantly trying to cr- to enact market manip- market manipulation, and uh, everyone was like, "Hey, uh, you can't do that. That's illegal." Yeah, and uh, I-, I think they're still dealing with all all, all the lawsuits and stuff from that, like to this day. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, I looked because I was curious how GameStop was still or GameStop was still doing, and they're actually not doing. I mean, they they haven't really lost much as as far as I mean, they've lost a little bit, but they're still. I mean, they're still doing fairly well with their stock uh which is which is kind of amazing um it's but, weird that basically a meme saved them from going out of business <laughs> it really is <laughs> yeah it, it's it's crazy it's it's probably one of my favorite yeah. stories that happened this year just because it feels so good to see people like that just really get screwed because they they love it just feels like the little guy keeps getting screwed in so many ways uh so it's kind of nice to see it go the other direction um so yeah that that was uh that was a big one um then you get the uh the suez canal i remember that the ship that got stuck in the suez canal oh my god yeah yeah well and even even still now there's all sorts of uh shipping issues i mean so yeah. supply lines taking forever, but uh, I, I would hope it's not still the result of uh, people getting stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're still there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, another one, the the billionaire space race. 
with uh, Jeff Bezos and several other, I guess, actor or several actors um, going up into space with <laughs> the uh, the the Bezos space shuttle in the shape of a dick. That was uh, <laughs> kind of uh, interesting. It, it was both noteworthy in the sense that you've got these private citizens going to space, but it was also noteworthy for uh, <laughs> what the space shuttle looked like. So that was. Hey, you uh, know, it's it's early ingenuity. All right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's certainly uh, ingenuity. <laughs> it's not something you'd see every day, but uh, yeah, it it just shot up there, and uh, it was it was a pretty tall ship, pretty tall ship. So there you go. Did um, you uh, did you ever watch that video? It's like uh, it, it's it's right when. Uh, Bezos and, and and I guess William Shatner had gone up with them. Oh uh, yeah, but William they, Shatner. They land they land back down and like uh, uh, they're all standing outside the rocket or the, the the shuttle rather. And like William Shatner is like trying to like give this really meaningful, profound like uh, speech about like his experience in space mm-hmm. and. Jeff Bezos just pulls out a champagne bottle and starts like. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's funny. No, I hadn't seen that. That's that's good. I was just like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> oh, Jeff Bezos, he's one of a kind. Of course, he's, I don't think Old he's the. Uh, is he still the the head of Amazon, or did he step down? I can't remember. Maybe no, I think, I think he, he. I think he's still head of of Amazon. Okay. I, oh, I'm bro, thinking he of. He basically like. I'm thinking of Disney controls the world now so there's yeah. no way he's <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking of disney that how they've got a new ceo now um but yeah, yeah i guess that's i guess that's a good point who who really controls the world in terms of like is it disney or amazon i guess like oh. media creation wise disney would yeah i mean they've they've got so many properties and they're probably going to get more yeah. Um, I don't know how much more they can get, though. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know how they're not classified as, like, a monopoly at this point. Because they own, like, they own, like, ABC, ESPN, um, freaking... 20th uh, Century Fox, they own that. 20th Century Fox, yeah. Like, um, how, how are you not a National Geographic. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Lucasfilm, I, Marvel. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, that, and they're they're pretty ruthless to people that dare, you know, do anything that involves their properties that they don't approve of, even if uh, you're not getting money from it. It's oh, it's crazy. So, yeah, that's that's just a glimpse into what happened with that. Um, and speaking of Disney, you had uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney this year. Uh, which turned out to be a big nothing burger because then she yeah, decided to, right. no, never mind. And oh, Disney's <laughs> great. I love working with them. I can't wait to work with them some more. <laughs> you know, remember how we talked about it? It's like, you know, if this actually sticks, this could be this could be quite a statement coming from a the big, like the biggest one of the biggest actresses for that brand. And then it just turned out to be, eh, no. <laughs> She's no, she just she just needed a bigger paycheck. Yeah, she did. Which I mean, I guess, hey, you know, if I got you know some mad. Disney settlement money. I mean, I, I don't know if I would necessarily turn it down, but yeah, it's easy to sit from here and and trash on these actors when we're not exactly making the big bucks. But uh, you know, if we're in that situation, I'm not 100 percent sure I would do things completely differently. Well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was uh, 
certainly noteworthy because then you also had um oh i always get her her name confused with the harry potter actress uh, not emma watson emma stone emma stone uh, she also sued them uh because of the corella movie that came out and then you had uh dwayne johnson and emily blunt I don't know if they sued, but they were certainly talking about it with the Jungle Cruise movie that that they made that also uh, premiered on Disney Plus instead of theaters. So there was like this whole like group of major actors and actresses that were going to throw a stink. And then it turned out they didn't really do much (laughs) of anything. So (laughs) in the end, like you said, it just comes down to the paycheck, which in the end, the mouse wins. all. The mouse is the winner. Um, another major story that happened, Bill Cosby released from prison. That was a big deal. Um, <coughs> basically on a technicality because, uh, the, the, the lawyer didn't do their job and tried to go after Cosby on a, on a case that they had agreed not to go after him on. And therefore he was released and now he's, now <laughs> he's a free a man. Weird, that's such a weird technicality for him oh to get my gosh. released onto. It's, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> It, it, it's it's amazing. You think um, in our in our system of obviously systemically racist racist judicial system, Bill Cosby's a free man, and Josh Duggar is going to prison for probably twenty years. <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's, that. Those are just semantics. Yeah, semantics, semantics. Uh, of course, can't can't go without mentioning the COVID mandates that have taken place throughout the year, and Joe Biden trying to. Uh, Fed, uh, mandate private businesses to uh, have their employees get the get the mandate, or else either face fines or get fired or it whatnot. And we're seeing the the courts go after um, Biden on this and saying, "No, yeah, you can't do this." Apparently, apparently, the, apparently, the Senate just overturned his um, overturned that mandate. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to go to the House, and uh, the House is controlled by the Democrats, so it's probably going to fail in the House. But even if it doesn't, um, Biden can still veto it. Um, so it's it's a sucky situation. But again, I mean, we're seeing like several federal judges saying, "No, you you can't do that mandate." Um, and I guess OSHA is saying, "Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna pursue this right now." But they, they... you know, we have this little thing <laughs> called the Constitution. <laughs> uh, I I don't know of this Constitution you speak of. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about this. Is it like a new thing, or did did it Does was it, it grant created complete and total authority at all times? <laughs> yes. <if> so, then... <laughs> <laughs> the, I just now thought of the uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine speech in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we'll create a new empire for a safe <laughs> and secure society. Um, yeah, that's that's where we have. Or we, we, maybe we'll just you know recreate the Constitution on Twitter. We'll just do a Twitter poll. What what do you want in a in the Constitution? Because there was a country that literally did that. <laughs> so we'll we'll redraft our Constitution based off of Twitter. That was oh God. I don't God I don't think that happened this <laughs> year, but it happened within like the last year or so. <laughs> I don't remember what country it was, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, let's see what else what else happened this year. Uh, Britney Spears with her uh, conservatorship. That was a that was a big story. Um, well, which and I she's think now free there's of been it. An update on yeah, 
Um, I I think there's some updates though. I think I think she's getting pretty close to like finally being rid of of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna go her way, which I think she just put out within like the last month or so. Maybe it was last few weeks, like a video, uh, some kind of video where she was—I don't know what she was doing, but it seemed like she was like half naked or something and doing some sort of—I don't know what she was doing, but it just seemed like it was a bit weird. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is Britney Spears. So, and, you know. Yeah. Oops, I did it again. So, <laughs> yes, I just went there. <laughs> I, mean, um, I wish I could say I'm disappointed in you, but you know, it's it's me. <laughs> we, we we we've been in this territory before. So. Yes. <laughs> if you, if you know me at all, you know I will not I will not waste any time going in a bad direction. Um. <laughs> And then, uh, obviously, uh, can't forget in the last like two weeks, um, Kyle Rittenhouse getting acquitted from the uh, <laughs> the little incident in Kenosha last year. Yeah, the little, so, the little incident. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's been making the media rounds in the past few weeks um, with all sorts of different talk shows and uh, making his case and explaining what happened and. So yeah, I mean that was obviously a, a pretty big, pretty big story. Uh, and then in the past few days, just Jesse Smollett getting uh, convicted of his uh, his hoax. Oh, man, that's so it, it's so. They, I, I love how much this is just completely blown up in his face. Mm-hmm. And like I just and, and people have been like reposting that that clip of uh, uh, well, I guess now Elliot Page. Um, <laughs> basically saying uh basically talking about how uh to basically you know she went on her whole diatribe of believe all women and and that uh (laughs) more people need to trust uh uh jesse or whatever um evil maga white people (laughs) system is hatred against her because uh you know she's they don't want her to get married to her her lover even though Supreme Court literally <laughs> said you can do that <laughs> across the board. Um, that's just yeah. I just nuts. you know it's 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 so funny how how desperate these people are to like undo all of the like social and civil progress that we've like made in the past like twenty years. Well, not just, just that like, they they claim that none of it's happened. They claim that there's yeah. been no progress whatsoever for African Americans, for women, for gays. Is they 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 make it seem like we're still stuck in the fifties? You know, yeah. it's like can't you just admit that there are some like progress progressive things that have happened for your cause they make it they yeah it's just nothing nothing is ever good enough for these people it's it's nuts um so yeah that and and i loved i loved seeing all of the all of the old tweets that are i guess still up they didn't think to delete them from like joe biden kamala harris um all these different actors and politicians that initially came out swinging for uh jesse and saying oh all these all these homophobes and white people and i you know we're gonna get to the bottom of who did this (laughs) i guess the best tweet that i saw was ben shapiro saying jesse smollett can finally rest knowing that his attacker has been brought to 
justice. <laughs> yeah, his attacker, Sussy Gillette, uh, was apprehended. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it, it's been wonderful to see it. It's been great. Um, yeah, so that's, again, I know I've probably missed some stories. Was there anything that I missed that, that you wanted to bring up of like noteworthy stories that happened this year? Or did I just kind of get through some of it? Well, the only one, the only other one that I could think of that was the really kind of, well, in a way, kind of vindicated us with how we feel about the sequels. Um, oh yes, but, uh, I forgot about this. But yeah, uh, Marcia Lucas <laughs> yes. basically slamming the sequels. Uh, that yep. was that was pure gold. That was the icing, the icing on the cake. I mm-hmm. just. Oh yeah, I that mean, was that was great, and I love how I love how people were like. You know, oh, I, I wonder what Marcia Lucas is going to say. And then when she says, like, well, it's just an opinion, just like everybody else. And it's like, okay. The level of cope. The level of cope these people have been going on. It's unreal. Oh. Like, oh, it's, just, it's just her opinion. You know, she didn't have that, that much of an involvement in Star Wars, like, even though she did. Like, she, she had some significant involvement in the original <laughs> <yeah>. trilogy. <laughs> it's funny how they have to, like, hit the delete button on. <laughs> Yeah, whenever whenever her or George Lucas says anything negative about the sequels, like, oh, it's, it's you know, that, it's just an opinion. It's it's an opinion. Like, no, it's the freaking creator of Star Wars, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just an opinion. Um, but yeah, that that was a big story that we we talked about. Um, I also I also forgot we uh, this I guess this kind of it started to happen late last year and then it carried over to start of this year. But we talked about CD Projekt Red. And they're trying to trying to <laughs> fix the mess that is um, cyberpunk, and then they come out and saying, "Oh, uh, we, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't know, you know, we we had no idea." And it turned out, no, they did. They were lying this whole time, and they were just trying to save face. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. Well, and and what's funny too is that um, they've there's there's a somebody uh, went back and looked at the. The roadmap that they had laid out for like all the improvements they were gonna make for um, for uh, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. and like eighty to ninety percent of it isn't even in the game still. Like Jeez. it's been like almost almost a year later, and almost like eighty to ninety percent of the content that they said was going to be in the game like a year later is still not in there. That's nuts. Oh, yeah, a game that was hyped for eight years, and this, here you go. And, and really, it's it's kind of surprising that it happened, because prior to this game, you know, this brand was held in very high esteem from projects like The Witcher and, and, and others. So you'd think, okay, well, they've been working on this game for almost a decade. It should be pretty decent, and... Yeah, they release it. And I, I remember seeing on Black Friday, I think you could you could pick it up for like 10 bucks. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 10 <yeah>. bucks. <laughs> and you still get warnings with uh, with PlayStation and Xbox. You know, this game may not work on this system. Like, Great. <laughs> <laughs> this, this game may cause your system to explode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and speaking of, we still have a chip shortage. So it, it's kind of nuts to... to to think that over a year after the release of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, you still can't get them. I mean, you can get, you can get. Funny enough, I don't. We I meant to talk about this earlier. 
But I, I guess one of the, the big stories in, uh, in entertainment and uh, gaming is over the Black Friday weekend, the Series S was actually the most sold console of the new consoles. Um, for, See, that, for is, that is super weird because yeah. I, I expected Microsoft to like kind of pump out the, the, the Series X um, line more, but mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I, I don't know how much cheaper it is for them to produce the, the Series S, but yeah, the Series S is two ninety nine, um, and I think the X is like five hundred. I want to say. Well, and I guess that um, makes sense because not many people like really have four K TVs. Yeah. So I mean, and it it might not even quite run on the same like chips that the Series X does because I mean yeah. I've I've gone to stores and I see Series S's in store. I don't see any other system in store uh, except for the Switch, obviously. But that's not. I wouldn't put that on the same level as, uh, you know, as yeah. far as the manufacturing goes. But like, I'll see in Best Buy, I'll see a Series S. Now, granted, it's like one, and then it'll be gone the next day. But I, I've seen it pop up, you know, a few times. So, you know, you know, you get you get someone a Series S and you get them Game Pass. I mean, they got hundreds of games right off the bat for a relatively cheap price uh, as far as all of that goes. So it's it's you know, kind of a kind of a really good deal if if you if you don't have an Xbox or, you know, you, you don't you haven't played a lot of those games then you know, it seems to run them pretty well. Plus you can play Halo Infinite on it that just came out. You can play Forza Horizon 5 that just came out. You can play pretty much all the same games that are that you can play on the Series X if you can get one. Um, but you just get it on a much cheaper console, I guess. So there yeah. you there well, you go. Well, and it's like and and I've I've essentially gotten to the point now where I've just given up on trying to buy like a new GPU because like apparently this chip shortage is going to last until Apparently until late 2022, mm-hmm. um, and, and probably longer than that if we're being realistic. But yeah, uh, it's it's but. it's mess. It 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 just really stinks, you know, because there's there's a lot of good stuff out there to get, and you can't get them. I mean, if you're really lucky, and you I guess if you follow some person on Twitter that is like keeping up with when they're gonna put out these things and they alert you and you can but even still like your chances of getting any of this stuff is just really really slim um so yeah it's that's just one of those things that just comes with living in 2021 yay yay um so yeah that that's kind of i guess the rundown of the the news stories of the year um, as far as like my personal top stories, uh, you know, I would say probably the biggest one is the for me the Afghanistan pullout, just because you know we we knew that it was going to be a disaster if we pulled out like this, and we still did it, and we left people behind. There are people Americans still in Afghanistan because of what we did. So it was just probably one of the worst foreign policy. Uh, disasters in American history, I would say, modern American history. Um, and then I've got the COVID lockdowns being number two, uh, the mandates, um, Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted as number three, Donald Trump being banned, and then uh, the GameStop um, situation. Uh, just my own, my own personal interest of 
stories that happened this year. So, uh, is, is there a list that you have, or are you just kind of it's all crazy? Well, I don't I don't necessarily know if I have like a full dedicated list, but I guess the the I guess the main the main story that really and I guess this I I, I know that this was, it was kind of weird that we kind of like covered it because it was such a uh, it, it's not it's not typically a story or like um, topic that we really cover that often. Um, but it, you know the I feel like with the Rittenhouse case, it was it wasn't just Kyle up on that stand. It was basically the right to self defense mm-hmm. be basically being put on trial, and you know it just it it, it was so it was so weird to see how blatant the, the 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 prosecution was and like and they're just obvious misconduct when it came to uh you know kind of approaching <laughs> basically their 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 case against self defense more or less you lost um, the right to self defense when you brought the gun man he it was it was it was ridiculous and they were like trying to claim in pretrial that you know Oh well, an unarmed person can never be the aggressor in a situation where someone has a gun. It's like, <laughs> are you? It's like, so if I just walk up, if I just, if I just walk up to a cop and he has he has a gun on him or something, right? If I just walk up and I just sock him right in the face, I just <laughs> punch him right in the mouth, right in the kisser. I I'm not the aggressor in that situation. Yeah, yeah it's like oh well, I'm just peacefully protesting. Gone, gone to absolute <laughs> loony land, man. It's just ridiculous. Oh, that that guy should not be in law. <laughs> should not be. I don't in know a, how. I don't know how he has been, to be honest. Yeah, he should not have his license. It's it's nuts. Uh, yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole year has been crazy. So uh, just wait, just wait to see what 2022 has to bring. Um, so let's, let's get to some lighter stuff. Uh, This has been depressing. Let's get to some lighter stuff. Um, so let's just, I'm going to start off with the top games of the year for me because I had to cheat a little bit with, uh, with this and with the top shows because I haven't played a lot of new games games this year i played a lot of old games and i played a couple new games but like a lot of like the big games that came out are either on you know the series x or s or the ps5 or on uh, pc but i don't have the the gpu strong enough to handle those games so i can't play them yet uh so you know some of these games i played on the switch or um there are re-releases so (laughs) so for me um top games i guess i I would put (laughs) you're gonna hate me for this one my number one top game of this year is star wars knights of the old republic Oh, I thought you were—I thought you were gonna give some uh, some meme answer like cyberpunk or something. No, no, no. I guess I could have, but yeah. So this this re-released on the Switch, um, and yeah, it, obviously if there's a re-release, I'm probably gonna get it. And yeah, there you go. Um, this doesn't really count. Um, well, this is my number three, so I'll get to that. Um, Mario Party Superstars would be number two for me, just because of the nostalgia and playing the N64 ones. I love. Love those games, and I think they did a really good job um, bringing it back to life and making it look really cool. Um, so if you're into that, if you're into those games, I would highly recommend picking that up. 
Um, number three, this one doesn't really count, but it came at the end of last year. So, I again, I hadn't played it until this year. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I would I would put in there. Um, really good. I mean, there's some similarities for sure to the, the previous game as far as some of the side quests and stuff that you can do. But there's a, there's a lot of new things to it and I actually liked the main story um, quite a bit. So... I, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I don't think it should have been priced as high as it was when it came out, um, just because the story is not that long. Um, and I'm I mean I am I've played it like twenty hours I guess, and I'm already like ninety percent of the way through it. Um, so compare that to the previous installment, like the main Spider-Man. It's not it's not a big game, um, but it's still fun, and I'd highly recommend if you can get it on sale. I, I would certainly play it um and then my my last two I, if you can't tell i'm big into mario games uh super mario 3d <laughs> 3d world um well, yeah <laughs> uh which is kind of a it's kind of a re-release um but they also added on some new content to it bowser's fury uh but it, it's a really good game um that's uh that's that's one of my favorites that they've made um uh, just in general with the with the switch and then uh mario golf uh super rush which originally started out as kind of a it was it was fine but there wasn't a ton of content to it but they've actually added a ton of more stuff um more courses and more um you know multiplayer modes and things that you can do on there so if you're if you're into like the mario golf mario sports world um i think it's i think it's well worth picking up for sure um so yeah that's that's kind of my list again i i haven't played a lot there's there's several games that i want to play but i just haven't gotten to them yet and i don't know i just i feel like i feel like with games i don't i'm not as eager to play the new stuff um until i just get to it um i like to play a lot of the older games that came out so you know i'll just get to it when i get to it i guess but what about what about you spencer do you have like a list i'm i'm, I'm sure i can guess at least at least one of your top favorite <laughs> games of this of year. <laughs> yeah, at least some of them. I'm sure I can guess. <laughs> well, I was a little, I was a little vocal about this game called Metroid Dread. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's probably my my top pick. Uh, and honestly, what should have won Game of the Year, but it, you know, it, what what can you do? But um, but yeah, Metroid Dread was pro- was probably like my my favorite uh, title to be released. Um, but like. I also I, I was really I was really surprised that they also released um, Psychonauts too because mm. the sequel for that I mean it's been forever since the first game came out and there was a lot of speculation as to like if they were even going to make a sequel um, so yeah um, so that that one was definitely on there um, and then there was one other um, was it Hades. Well, that game came out 2020, but but yeah, oh, okay. that game I thought, is fantastic. I thought that came at out. At least this I think year. it came out in 2020. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I've not played it yet. But um uh but yes, Hades, you definitely should play Hades. It's some good shit. Um but uh but no, the next game and I was actually pretty I was actually pretty surprised um because it's the same people who made the the Marvel's Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Um it was the uh, Eidos Montreal Square Enix. Um but the the the, Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy game is like actually pretty 
Like, it's actually pretty solid. Um, I've heard I some mean, really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there. There's a lot of really good characterization um, with the, with the storyline and stuff. Um, it, there now, I will say that the dialogue can be incessant at times, but um, at the, but at the same time, it kind of fits because it kind of falls in line with that um, like Guardians vibe, you know. So it's it it, it kind of like lends itself to like coming up coming across pretty naturally it's not like it's not it's not incessant dialogue where you the player are being preached to or spoken at um 24 7 it's it's it seemed pretty pretty natural um to me but uh but yeah though i I think those are pretty much my my main top three in terms of uh new titles this year but nice um but yeah like to you to your point that you made, though, like I, I do feel like, like with twenty twenty, it was such a really like amazing year for games that twenty twenty one had to come along and be like, all right, we have to <laughs> tear all this shit down. Yeah, you know? but um, yeah, I, but, yeah, I, hope, I, hope. I'll go ahead. Oh well, I was just saying, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully twenty twenty two shapes out to be something better. You know, it's, it offers something um, a little bit more enticing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I really want to play um, Halo Infinite, which I just found out you can actually play on the Xbox One, and I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, exclusive to the to the, to the series consoles, and I've actually seen across the board some really good reviews of not just the multiplayer, but the campaign as well. Um, well definitely a step up from Halo 5 is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, you know me. I have some thoughts about the Halo multiplayer in the campaign, but we'll we'll have to save that for another uh, another episode because uh, that that'll that'll be a fairly lengthy uh, segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, maybe maybe at the maybe at the start of the year we'll because uh, because we because the thing with um, and we're going to get into uh, movies next um, movies and shows. Um, the thing too with some of the movies is like the biggest movies are just now coming out either this weekend or the next weekend. So it's kind of hard to say like the top movies of the year until we get through the rest of the year, at least for me. Um, but still going to try. Uh, so yeah, so some of the stuff that is just now coming out with like games and shows and movies, we might just have to wait and review it in January when enough people have had a chance to play it, I guess. Um, so yeah, that that's just how it goes. Um, so, I guess kind of going along with um, with games shows, I also had to cheat on because I haven't watched a lot of the new shows that came out this year. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've watched part of one that was like the big one of this year, uh, but it's just I, I didn't think it was that great, so I didn't put it on my list. Um, but there were there were still some top shows, and th- I did. I did put like shows that I hadn't seen before that I watched this year that I think are really, really good. Um, so, and I know one of these uh, you are definitely not going to agree with, <laughs> but it's it's on my list. Uh, so, for me, top shows. Um, 
this is a bit biased for me because I I love the previous shows that have been done by this guy and I am excited to see where this goes and even though it wasn't like an incredible first season I do think I do think overall it was really good and for me just being a Star Wars fan I just ate it up so Bad Batch for me is is my favorite show of the year um, which really tells you I mean it when I say I haven't watched a ton of shows this year because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm sure most people that wouldn't dropped, put this um, as number it like one. March or April? Um, yeah, something like that. It, it was. It wasn't very long into this year, um, but yeah, I mean, there were there were issues I had with it as far as like you know there was some filler in it, but there were there were actually some really good stuff that happened too. Um, so I I have full confidence that. Dave Filoni will take it into much better territory going forward. Um, so that that's my number one. Number two, um, this is a show that actually finished a couple of years ago, um, but I started watching it this year because I'd, I'd heard nothing but good things about it. Uh, Suits is actually my second favorite show that I've watched this year. Um, it's it's basically it 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 starts off with. Um, this law firm that's trying to, uh, this this guy's trying to find a a partner with him in this law firm, and the so they they're doing um, interviews and this guy runs in he's trying to escape because he's uh he's trying to escape the police because this uh, this deal that he didn't know he was making this drug deal he's trying to make money from it um, and it turns out it was a sting operation so he's he's on the run he. Turns out he runs into this uh, building where they're doing this interview, and this guy's like a genius. He he passed the bar exam. wasn't even he he passed it for fun. He wasn't even trying to be a lawyer, but he's that he's that smart. And so the guy uh, interviews him, and he's like, "You're you're not an actual lawyer." He's like, "No," but he's really smart. So he decides to take a chance on him. So like. The and he does it without the firm knowing that this guy is doesn't have a law degree whatsoever, and uh, it's 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 pretty funny. Um, but it's also I don't know it's it's written really well. Um, so I've heard complaints that the last few seasons aren't as great um, with the writing, but so far I'm I'm only in season two. Um, so far it's really good, so I'd recommend that. Um, and then number three, um, I put the last dance is my third favorite thing that I've watched. And this actually did come out this year. Um, this is basically a documentary on the Chicago Bulls during their um, 80s, late 80s, 90s um, season um, with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, Dennis Rodman, um, and, you know, all that, all the stuff that happened during, during those years, uh, Michael Jordan going from basketball to baseball, then coming back and how he left. And I mean, there's just, there's so much interesting, um, stuff that they talk about in there. And I mean, they actually interview Michael Jordan and all these people that, that were there, um, the coach, um, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I would highly recommend if you, if you're into sports and you're into, uh, stuff like that you will absolutely love uh, this series i think um yeah no i i'd agree it, it it was it was basically on my list too and uh 
uh, the <laughs> I I love to the uh, hear about all the crazy antics that uh, that Dennis Rodman would get into. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew he was always an eccentric dude, but I didn't realize that he was that extreme. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember seeing him as a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice, uh, one of the first seasons that came out. And he was one of the contestants. And he, I mean, he had to leave the show because he was getting into, like, alcohol. And he was struggling with, like, drugs and stuff. And he couldn't do it anymore. And, I mean, I was... So, just having seen that, I knew it was going to be pretty crazy. But, yeah, that's that's Dennis Rodman for you. <laughs> he's uh, he's one of a kind. But he was an amazing um, defender. Like, he, he uh, on the, on that team, he was just insanely good um so and then number four um part i mean one of the seasons i guess one of the the series of this, these shows came out last year um but i really wrapped it up this year um long way around um this is i don't know if you've heard of this but um it first started in 2004 and then they did another one called long way up or long no it was long way down in 2007 and then 2020 um they did long way up and so this is ewan mcgregor the actor who plays obi-wan and the prequels and he, he's done a whole list of other movies him and his buddy charlie warman they uh ride motorcycles um across the world um and the first one they did it from like london all the way to new york and obviously they had to take a plane at one point to get to new york um but they they ride all the way through Russia and all through these like treacherous areas and it's it's just really interesting to to see some of the areas that they come into contact with and the people they interact with and um, so yeah that's if you like traveling shows and you like just seeing different parts of the world I, I would recommend that um, I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So it was it was cool. And plus it's it's freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi, so why why wouldn't I watch it? <laughs> um, and then um number five. Number five. This one, uh Spencer, you're you're probably gonna disagree with. <laughs> but uh, I will just say I, I could have picked a worse one. Um I picked WandaVision as my number five. Um because I think it's one of the most innovative shows that have come out this year as far as Marvel. Uh, is concerned and um i appreciate some of the stuff they did in the show um and i i just thought it was really entertaining to watch i even went back and watched it again um and there were issues i had with it but overall i thought it was noteworthy to to be on the list um but notice i didn't pick loki i didn't pick falcon and winter soldier there was no way i, I, I suppose there are worse options you could have picked <laughs> so I, uh, I guess out of out of phase four mcu wandavision is the best <laughs> um but uh, man they they do a lot to, to character assassinate her but but that'll be uh, that'll be a, another segment for another another episode yeah um what what were your uh top favorites um so let me see so again the last dance i would i would throw in there um i didn't really watch a whole lot of shows this year um i did i have been watching recently the um the new uh beatles documentary get back oh um, yeah i've seen that which is uh there it's it's incredibly long you know anything with anything peter jackson makes it's gonna be (laughs) like it's gonna be about a month 
month before um, you get through it. <laughs> but no, it's it's really cool. They found a bunch of old footage that they filmed um, during the uh, the making of of Let It Be, um, or I, I believe that's uh, the, the album that they were recording at the time. Um, but they basically were uh, just filming because originally the idea was was that they were gonna um, essentially. Film them making the album, and then they were gonna do a uh, a live show, like a, like a, a like a TV special, um, like somewhere, like in, in somewhere extravagant. But uh, there's there's a, a bunch of stuff that happens in the process of that, and uh, I, I, won't, I won't spoil anything for those who who don't who don't know the what happened, you know, the the nature of the situation, or uh, you know, or just unfamiliar with the Beatles, but. Um, but yeah, there's just there's a ton of old footage um, that they basically doctored and um, kind of recolorized and everything, and it's 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 really it's been really interesting to hear a lot of because I mean you'll just be you'll be sitting there and uh, you know all of a sudden you know amidst conversation you know you'll have all of these really iconic Beatles songs like George just casually showing. This song that he wrote, "I Me Mine," you know, in in the moment, um, <laughs> wow, and like and and let it be and stuff. It's just it's really cool to see it happen like in the moment. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I I definitely recommend wa- watching it. Um, it's not a it's not like a conventional documentary where there'll be segments of like footage and then people talking about it. It's very much just ongoing, um, just continuous like live footage of the Beatles, just like. In the studio, making making the album, um, it's it's really cool. It's it's really cool because you get a, a really clear insight into their their personalities and and how they did things and um, and just kind of the nature of the band. But um, <laughs> but but yeah. yeah. So I, that that would definitely be probably my my top show for the year. Okay. Um. um and then. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you've uh, I don't know if you've seen any seasons of Tiger King, but um, I they tried. just dropped <laughs> they just dropped season two. Oh, they uh, did. I think like like a like maybe maybe a couple months ago. I can't. I'm not I'm not certain, but um, yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of new revelations that have kind of come out about uh, the whole situation with uh, with. Uh, Joe Passage and everything. Um, hmm. It's it's really what you thought was initially true about. I mean, in some ways, you know, obviously Joe's still liable in in some capacity. But there there's a lot of things that were kind of pitched in the show that just weren't true. Um, and in season two, they kind of bring to light a, a lot of that. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's it's still entertaining to see all these wacky, crazy people. Um, uh, yeah, I, I tried. I, I watched. I don't know if I watched the whole first season, but I did watch a few episodes of the first one, and I it just got too nutty for me, and I was just like, uh, why do I care about these people? <laughs> I just stopped watching it. <laughs> but uh, I, I was like, I'll just read a an article about it that sums it up. <laughs> so. But yeah, it, Tiger King taking the world by storm yet again. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, he's a, uh, uh, you know, hey, Joe Joe Exotic is famous now. He's just famous in prison. 
That's so right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so is is that your uh, list of shows, or did, or did you have more? I think I think those are probably my top three. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but yeah, that's that's pretty much my my main top three. Which okay. is weird that it, basically all of them are documentaries. Um. <laughs> hey, documentaries. They, yeah. I mean, there's some really really good ones out there, and sometimes I'd prefer that over a, a TV series. <laughs> Oh. Well, I will say before before I wrap up on it. it granted, this this one came out I think back in 2019. Um, but if but if you're looking for another really good Peter Jackson documentary, um, I think it's called "They Shall Not Grow Old." Um, basically, he found so uh, I, I guess you know Peter and his production team had found a, a bunch of old World War One footage and doctored it and. And kind of recolorized things and and slowed the the frame rate down to where it you know because back then whenever people were filming um, these battles and you know the, just events back 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 then um, you know in order to capture film you had to have you, you basically did it through a turn dial well a lot of the time especially during like actual battles. You'd have the camera operator, you know, be churning the footage along, and then all of a sudden something would jolt or something would grab his attention, so they'd readjust, and then they would be churning. It, the 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 rate in which they would kind of churn the footage um, would be incredibly inconsistent. So they had to go back and like, um, you know, slow down and re-render a lot of the, uh, the the footage. But it's man, it's 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 pretty crazy because. You see a lot of like what used to be really choppy, um, kind of um, incoherent footage is now like not only like brought back, but it's like it, it's just it's 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 pretty it's pretty fascinating just to be kind of in the moment and like immersed in that like time period. Um, hmm. Yeah, you, you should definitely give it a chance. Uh, yeah. It's it's really really good. Um, yeah, for sure. I'll have to I'll have to so. give that a watch. All right. Well, um, to kind of wrap up here, we're gonna go through our top movies of the year. Now, this one I won't cheat. This one, all five of these movies that I have <laughs> down all came out this year. So that's that's kind of why I wanted to get the others out of the way because I knew that it wasn't completely twenty twenty one. But this one this one is. So uh, this and I'm probably we're probably gonna have to come back and update this like next like in January because you've got a couple other movies coming out this year that are really big. Um, the main one being Spider-Man that comes out like a week from now. Um, so once that comes out, my list will probably adjust, um, but hopefully it does. <laughs> but yeah, so. Mine, um, I put I put five down. I don't know how much you put down, but there were there were quite a few movies that I did see this year, um, quite a few that were new that I that I really liked, but these are the five that I that I like the most. Um, this one I just watched this week. Um, it's called Jesus Music, and it is basically a documentary on the beginnings of Christian music and um, the different, like, the biggest eras, the, the biggest artists in, in 
the, the past few decades and how that all happened. Um, and it, it's, it's really interesting too, because it starts off, um, during the hippie movement. Um, and you've got the rock and roll, you've got the, you know, um, just all the, the craziness happening in that. And then at a church in California, um, there was this guy that had been a hippie and now he's a pastor. He's saved. And he, uh, I guess the, the, the church is still around. I think it's a Calvary, Calvary church or something, but you had these, these artists, these people that were doing secular music and they end up going to this, that they had been doing drugs and all this kind of stuff. And they, it wasn't giving them the, the pleasure that they wanted. It wasn't making them feel like they'd really accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. And they still felt like they were without something. So they went to this church, they get saved and then they, they still want to do music. They don't want to change the, what they're doing music, but they decide instead of doing what we've done, why don't we put like a, a Christian spin on it? Why don't we make music that talks about, you know, getting saved and walking through faith and stuff like that. And so you got, you get artists like Phil Keege, uh, Keith Green, um, Larry Norman, um, um, Striper later on in, um, in like the next decade or so. And it's, it's interesting, kind of like when rock and roll started with Elvis and, and things like that and how people did not want to accept them. Uh, the parents, the, you know, the, the older people, calling it the devil's music. They refer to this too as the devil's music. And it wasn't until Billy Graham gets involved and he's like, no, this is really good. We need to, we need to reach out to this next generation and not just shut this whole thing down. It wasn't until that happened that it really started to explode. And then you get artists like DC talk and, you know, um, audio adrenaline and Petra and newsboys and all this other stuff. So it just kind of walks through that. It interviews the actual artists It DC Talk's actually in it, um, and you actually learn a little bit more of why DC Talk broke up. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So yeah, I, I as someone that just you know this is the kind of music that I listen to, and I, I there were things in it that I didn't even know. Um, I would highly recommend watching that. Um, and that that just came out on uh, Blu-ray and digital, so you can pick that up. Um, and then number two. Number two, I'd also recently watched this in the past month. Um, it's called The Courier, and it's actually based on a true story. Um, it's based off of the Cuban Missile Crisis, and there was a British businessman that was recruited to basically, there was a, a member of the Soviet Union that was feeding information to the Americans and to the British, and there was this threat of a nuclear, nuclear attack. And so um, Benedict Cumberbatch plays this businessman who is basically going over to Russia and it, making it seem like he's just, you know, he's just making business deals. He's just a regular guy. He's, up, he's not doing anything wrong. But what he's actually doing is he's trying to get information to to the uh, allies, to the, you know, Americans and the British to stop this this nuclear attack from happening ends up getting imprisoned for it and almost dies um and it, it's just it's a fantastic story and you know it, it's one of those things that you don't hear very much about but when you actually watch it like wow that if if that hadn't have happened in our history think of what could have happened if uh if they weren't able to to get involved so 
that is uh, definitely a movie I would recommend watching. Um, and then, let's see, number three, I've got No Time to Die, which is the, the final Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond film. Um, I've still been mean to uh, to go see that. Um. It's good. It's it's really good. Uh, you know, I think I talked about my issues with the with the ending, and I'm still not 100 percent sure how I feel about them ending it the way they do. But the rest of it, I think, is really good. The action's really good. The pacing is. I didn't. It didn't feel like it was almost three hours long. It, I thought it was like a little over two hours. It went by really quick. Um, the villain is not my favorite villain. It's not horrible. It's just I don't understand his motivations and why he decides to go from you know a vendetta against this one person to wiping out the world i don't really understand how that connects um hey, you know there's a there's a natural progression there you know? yeah so it, it wasn't a perfect movie but it was it was very entertaining and uh daniel craig is just a phenomenal james bond so um i think if this were the if this were the end of the James Bond franchise and this was it, I think the ending makes a lot of sense. But the fact that they're the fact that they're making more just kind of I don't know it's just weird. Um, but that being said, uh, I think as far as it being his final performance as as James Bond, this rendition this iteration of his character is, is handled really well and thankfully. They didn't screw it up with the whole, you know, you know, you're a man and you're not good anymore, and you're just you're just an old white man and you need to be replaced. They didn't do any of that, so that was that was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so that that's that's my number three. Number four is uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Spencer, but um, the Crudes, uh, a new age. This is like the sequel to the the animated movie, the Crudes. It's basically a prehistoric, <laughs> the caveman uh, people, the family that are trying to, uh, you know, survive in this newly evolving world, and this is the sequel to that. It is a hilarious movie. It's 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 really good. It's got Nicolas Cage in it. You're gonna watch. Yeah, Nicolas Cage plays the the dad in this in this family. He's really really good actually. He's funny. Um, but yeah, the the sequel, the sequels. Um, pretty pretty good, and I was I was concerned that it wasn't going to be as funny, and that it was just going to be kind of a copycat of the of the first movie. And I mean, in some ways, it kind of is, but it's it's also just just really really good. But yeah, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, um, Kelly Marie Tran's actually in it too. Um, she played uh, Rose in the in the sequels, but she uh, she's in it. But yeah, several big big name actors in it. I would I'd recommend it. Um, and then finally, number five for me has to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those movies I think I've said before, it's, it's kind of like Black Panther in the sense that it doesn't feel like it's super connected to everything else happening around it. It's, it's, it's its own world. It's its own set of characters and events that are happening. So in that sense, it was refreshing to see. Um, but also like I, I thought, you know the performances were really good. Um, the villain, the villain's really good, um, and the the story of just the the father and the son and the conflict and just all of that I thought was done pretty well. So it's it's I think certainly up there with movies that uh, you should watch. Now, 
whether or not the rest of the MCU turns out to be promising, we'll, we'll see. But uh, but this <laughs> one, this this one, I thought was was well worth the watch. So that's that's kind of my list. Well, my list is going to be uh, significantly shorter. Um, <laughs> so maybe I maybe, my, probably my <laughs> maybe I should have asked you your your top five worst movies of the year. That would have been. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, um, but um, uh, well, okay, okay, okay. I'll I have I have two. All right, so uh, it's it's better than just having one. Um, <laughs> but I'd say my my top movie of the year is without doubt Dune. Dune gets it easily. That was a terrible um, movie. <laughs> all right, we'll have to we'll have to. Battle. We'll have to, I haven't that, even that seen will, it yet. That will, that will be that will be a whole dedicated episode. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure I will. But um, but yeah, Dune Dune very easily gets the uh, the top spot for me. And then um, I'd say my second favorite movie um was the let me see where was it? oh yeah uh was the Suicide Squad um. It, from a writing standpoint, it still has issues, um, particularly with the basically the the second act of the uh, the plot and everything. Um, but it's still in, in in general though, in terms of the the character work, I think it's substantially better than um, the original. And uh, I think I think James Gunn really gets a lot of the a lot of these characters. Um, uh, especially more so than than David Ayer did, um, and and anyone who's pushing for the David Ayer cut, you are objectively wrong. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with all these these Snyder and Ayer cuts. Like Warner Brothers have already said that the the Snyder verse is dead. Would let's just hit hit that reset button on the DCEU already and just. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it, but but no, um, the Suicide Squad was actually really enjoyable. I I I liked it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, those are those are my two movies of the year. Um, okay. So, well, just just because it's you, and I have to ask this question, um, what what would you say is the worst movie that has come out this year? Oh man, that's... maybe it's like the most <laughs> the most hyped movie, and you watching it you're like this is garbage. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most hyped movie that I watched. I would, in terms of hype and was disappointed by, was probably Venom. Let there be carnage. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they really didn't do anything with Carnage. Who and again we've we've uh, spoke we've chatted a little about this on the show, but it's like Carnage is the the big bad of arguably all the big bads in the Spider Man franchise. And they they literally did nothing with him. <laughs> it's just it's crazy that you have this. Not not only that, but like having Woody Harrelson for Carnage is like that. That is such a perfect suited role for him. Mm-hmm. And they just they they did nothing with it. Yeah. Um, but I'd say in terms of like the worst movie I've seen this year would definitely be Army of the Dead. Um, that movie, there's so much, there's so much about that film that like, where the the main story just breaks itself. Um, it's just it, it is really, 
bizarre to see so many people praise that film for being like revolutionizing the, uh, the, the the zombie genre and shit. I'm just like, this is this is like low tier, low hanging fruit. Like even like even some of the worst content of The Walking Dead did a better job of like explaining and rationalizing things <laughs> as opposed to Army of the Dead did. It was yeah. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's that that would those would probably be like my two least favorite um in a sense yeah well there you have it see you have a you have a you have a decent list you got four and granted you you know know. two of them were completely different (laughs) categories than the first two but you know (laughs) yeah that's uh that's a real shame um now yeah i guess we'll just go ahead and and wrap up here um any predictions you want to make on on next year as far as i mean it could be like a news story or it could be like a show or movie that's coming out or any and just anything that you're excited about for 2022 let me see about 2022 not um man this is gonna be really hard uh because i will say i am really really excited for uh for elden ring because that game looks phenomenal and Mm. granted i haven't seen gameplay of it so it, it remains to be seen but i am definitely inclined to 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 put money on Elden Ring winning Game of the Year for uh, for 2022, I I could very well see that. Interesting, yeah. Uh, it's I've I've seen some. Uh, I think I've seen some gameplay of it actually, and it, it does look really good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's definitely one that I that I would want to play. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's. That's something to look forward to. Um, I'm trying to look here and see uh, when does when does that come out? Because um, if if it comes out next year, well, actually no, they haven't they haven't announced when it's going to come out. I was going to say the the Kotor remake, but they haven't announced when it's going to come out. They've only shown like a very brief look at one of the characters, um, so it's probably not going to come out next year. Um, but yeah. As far as like shows and movies, like I, I would say the Kenobi show, I am very excited for um, next year. Uh, Ahsoka, I think, comes out twenty twenty three, so I, I can't I can't put that one in. Um, and I don't know when Bad Batch season two comes out. I don't know if it's next year or the year after. But that that would be the thing that I'm most excited for um, this coming year. Uh, movies, I don't even remember what all is coming out in twenty twenty two. So this will just we'll just wait and see what happens with that but i think as as far as like news stories go i i think uh we're probably going to see more insanity with with the covid lockdowns and the mandates and biden trying to get his way with stuff oh for sure but uh i actually am kind of optimistic that it's not going to go his way because i mean we're already starting to see that happen and with this omicron variant seemingly not near as deadly as the previous variants uh i think even more so you're going to see pushback saying okay we don't need to just shut down again so i I think that's probably the biggest thing that we'll see happen next year um but it'll be it'll be interesting to see the different scandals (laughs) that are going to happen because there's always more so that is the uh the the, the inevitable truth, the, the long-lasting... Uh... <laughs> yep. 
that that is that is something that you can always count on but the one true constant yes absolutely is uh man's depravity um but yeah that that's gonna wrap up the 2021 year yay what a, what a great it's st- year it's still so weird to uh <laughs> be saying that it's still it's just like it's only yesterday yeah it's it's nuts that uh we're already heading into a, a new year i mean it, time just goes by super fast so we'll uh We'll just have to wait and see what happens with next year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're still a, a society by then, and that we're not completely destroyed. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, despite despite our best efforts, we are still a uh, society. So see if uh, chi- <laughs> China invades us next year. That would be slightly noteworthy. Um, yeah, no, slightly. <laughs> so. We want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in and uh, listening to us ramble about our favorite uh, stuff and least favorite stuff that happened in 2021. Um, I'm sure our uh, episode of the new year will will talk about some more things that happened at the end of this year. Uh, so we will uh, make sure and keep you informed on all that. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Overcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, all the major platforms that you can listen to us on and spread the word about the show we would greatly appreciate that and with that we will see you next time have a great one and don't die